Hey pumpkins, it's Nick. The following episode of Copulators Die First contains spoilers about the film we are discussing this week. And if you haven't seen the film, go ahead and give it a watch. Don't worry, we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah, and as always, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your favorite listening application. Now, on to this week's episode. Hey, Nick. Hi. Hello, hello, Ashley. Um, did you know, according to Skype, you can avoid legal snafus by letting people know that you're recording them? So, just so you know, I'm recording this conversation. Um, I don't give you my consent for that. <laughs> well, then I guess we're through. I guess we're done here. Goodbye. That's it. Back it in. Keep on creeping on, everybody. Goodbye. 30 seconds. We're out. Woo! Man, shortest episode in podcast history. I mean, I'm sure there's a shorter one. I don't By think somebody. so. By somebody. Um, mm, mm, mm. Are you uh, are you ready for the long haul this evening? We are um, we are snuggled up, blankets, popcorn, soda, coffee, your your drink of choice, and it's gonna be a long night. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, we're obviously recording an episode of our own podcast right now. And then we'll be chatting with Jake from Slasher's Pod later about Moon Trap, which <laughs> Moon be, suck. Yeah, it'll be an interesting conversation to say the least, because what is there to talk about with that movie? What is I don't there, know. what is there to discuss? Um yeah, but so a few things before we talk about this week's uh I wanted to sound fancy and say piece of cinema or something, but whatever. I I, I judged myself in my head before it came out of my mouth. And No, 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 no. I liked it. Go back. Rewind. Um, okay. So before we talk about this week's piece of cinema, a few, I don't know, ground rules or just FYIs for everyone listening. Um, it is April 19th. I live on the top floor of my building. I have a French bulldog. It is humid. It is going to rain, but it isn't raining yet. But he can't breathe. So that noise in the background is my air conditioner. I can't do anything about it because I love my dog too much. It can't die. So y'all can deal with it. That's number one. It's just soothing white noise. So everybody else yeah. just have like a soothing, relaxing experience. Do you need us to talk in soft tones? Yes. Let's do that. Let's... <laughs> This is like one of those podcasts where like um like one of those like I can't go to sleep podcasts like think about all of the sheep in the field in Scotland. I would listen to that. Um I mean they're out there for you. I mean like I don't want like ASMR because like I don't know there's like a um like a stigma I think associated with ASMR that bothers me. I'm not I'm not saying that anybody who does it is weird. Mm-hmm. It is it is just not for me. It so, makes me feel a lot of things and one of them is discomfort. Yeah, and and I totally get that. I I've watched a plethora of ASMR videos mainly out of um just intrigue. <laughs> sure. But one of the things that I love the most on YouTube is the Bon Appetit channel. And for April Fools, they did a 30-minute ASMR video. And it was not like hardcore ASMR. Like it was it also wasn't making fun of it. It was just very lighthearted. 
And yeah. if you have a half an hour to kill, and that sounds like it's up your alley, go watch the Bon Appetit Does ASMR video. It made me giggle nonstop. Um, I did watch... Okay, so yesterday... Let's put it this way. I've been having a very rough month. Mm-hmm. We will get to that another time. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, um, I was having a very bad day. It was the apex of my bad days that have been approaching. And yeah. I, was just, I was just laying on the couch. And Leanne is just not... She's not really paying attention. She's on her phone. And she just puts on youtube background noise and she puts on an asmr video of a i believe it was a great pyrenees and his mom was cutting him up different fruits and vegetables to eat and that was enjoyable for me that sounds amazing dogs um, it was just food? yeah it was, it was just dogs eating it was one dog eating fruits and veg with um you know that heckin dog speak subtitles of what he thought oh. of foods so <laughs> if if any of you are having a bad week look on youtube for this pretty boy he's a heckin good boy doing his best work and he's revealing apples uh celery um he didn't care for zucchini so much um i, I got he that. Di- he didn't like the potato he <sighs> called he called well she didn't cut it up for him at first so it was just like a potato and he was like what was so it he puts- raw potato I don't know. It didn't look like it. It might have been like cooked, but it was like still in its business, you know, still in its husk and its skin. But um, him's put it in his mouth, and he's like earth orb question mark. So those are those are potatoes now, earth orbs. No. But he was just like, I don't get it, and she like broke it up for him, and then he was like, "Mm, not so much. No flavor, but him's did very much like apples. Humans so, don't deserve dogs. No, we thoroughly don't. So if you're having a bad week, if you're having a bad moment, if you're having a bad several moments, weeks, life, years, uh-huh. just go look on YouTube for this happy boy eating some fruit and veg, and he'll make your day a little bit better. And we've all been there, you know, but it sounds like you've reached the peak of your mountain. Oh, honey, ain't no mountain high enough. Okay. All right. But okay. yeah, we are. Um, I feel like. I feel like I'm not saying this is it, <laughs> but I'm saying that we are making progress. So like, it, it it was it was a big enough clearing to like stop and pitch your tent for the night. Yep. Yep. Got it. I got I, it. I'm so not. Like, I'm not at the peak of the Everest, but maybe at like one or two of the dead body landmarks. Uh-huh. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm making headway. Yeah. Um, and that's okay, man. Every day, yeah. make a little bit of headway. Make a little space for yourself. Don't... I mean, honestly, <laughs> if I learn nothing in this life thus far, dealing with my own anxiety and depression, um, not only for myself, but for everyone, we are our own worst critics. Honey, preach. And, you know, it takes a lot of mental gumption to realize the calls are coming from inside the house and that you got to shut that voice up. That takes a lot of practice. So, girl. I'm in your house. Girl, like, you do you. 
Listen, it started with me getting dressed for work yesterday. I thought I had a really cute outfit on. And hi, I was having a fat bloated day. And it was just too much at 7 in the morning. And I just lay down and cried for a good five minutes. (laughs) And I was like, this is it. I don't want to do this anymore. And I just threw on a t-shirt and went to work. This is like extremely hashtag relatable for me. Um, Slightly unrelated, but something I'm super excited about. Give it to me. Give me the good news. Enough of the sad shit. Yeah, there's... there's That's this... hashtag my life. Enough of the sad shit. <laughs> and hashtag my life. That's like... That's like the... the um, Enough of this sad shit. Hashtag my life. That's like the title and the tagline for your, like, self-help book that'll be coming out in, you know, I don't know when. Maybe next year. Maybe that's what I'll do for my 30th yeah. birthday. Like, my 30th rotation around the earth. I'll just, like, write a self-help help book to myself oh. as to how to help myself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I, I have a file on my computer, which is, like, an it's like a running, it's like a running document of this book that I'm writing that I've told myself I will write for a long time. But who has time to write a book? Yeah, Unless I don't you know. Have time to write a book, you know what I mean? Um, hashtag tangential, but yes. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, though, on Shark Tank, there was this company. I forget their actual name right now, but the main thing here is that their product is sweat suit material. Uh, okay. Um, overalls. Yes. And the pant part of it is, like, jogger style with, like, an ankle strap and stuff. So it's, like, tapered? Yes. Uh-huh. I want a pair. Uh-huh. So Me too. badly. Me too. Very um, much. They are not available yet from what I have been able to surmise over the last couple of days. Uh-huh. But, like, that's just, like, what I want to be my constant wardrobe. Like, I want to have, like three or four pairs like i don't know is that work appropriate probably not i don't think i mean you work from home so i think anything's work appropriate oh so so now a part of my job is i have to go in twice a week which um it's an adjustment i will say i i got so used to working from home that um being a real world person was um i mean it wasn't a culture shock or anything it was more so just like I don't like doing this. Like it was just, yeah. like, this is a nuisance to, to my life, but it does help me with appreciating the days I work from home more. So, um, I mean, that is like such a hashtag first world problem though. Like millennial problem. Like somebody, like if somebody came up to me right now and slapped me, like I wouldn't even be mad at them. Yeah, I get it. Um, um my my i you know my feels on overalls and how much i really want them oh my god um but i'm real small so i will look even more like a gay child i mean that's an aesthetic though you know what i mean um i don't think i want to look like anybody's gay child i don't even want to look like my mom's own gay child (laughs) okay fine all right um but like i do want them in like jorts because hi yes fucking exactly. trash i just want to like, be in like one strapped like t 
TLC 1992, like, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, what a good album, that's all I want, I just want to be fucking T-Boss, because she's a bad bitch, and no one can fucking kill her, but, um, I think it's just because of the overalls. Uh Uh-huh, can I be, like, your Lisa Left Eye, no, 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 I want to be the other one, Chili, I want to be her. I don't want to be her. Hey, wife. (laughs) I was hoping she would help me and tell me what Chili's real name is, but it doesn't matter. She's she's extra busy writing her five page paper that's due at midnight, and it's eight o'clock. So she's doing her dangdest, and I am proud of her. Does she have um, spring break after this? (sighs) No, she already had her spring break. Oh, all right, never mind. She had her spring break the week before you were here. Gotcha. So I that's why you didn't know. see her. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know if my husband had spring break or not. And I'm assuming because he took this time off, this must have been his week of spring break. But I just don't know. And it doesn't really matter. But like, it kind of annoys me that I don't know. Anyway, back to really the issue at hand here. We need overalls. We need multiple pairs. Um, I really super duper want shorts, like short, um, overalls for the summer, but like where your issue is that you're tiny, (laughs) my issue is that I'm a giant person. Um, so like, can we make a point to meet up this summer in our overall shorts and then take a family photo? (laughs) I mean, yes, because number one, absolutely. Number two, I already really want my second tattoo and I really want (laughs) to do it. You really want B to do it? Is that what you just said? I'm sorry. I was too excited. I I really want Bethany to do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, not me. I said B. Oh, yeah, B. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. don't let me do it. That's a terrible idea. Oh, I, do, I was like, I no, that was not on the table as an option, I didn't think. But, <laughs> um, you know. I can like, I can probably draw you like a cool ass stick figure. That's about it. Yeah. With yeah. like, <laughs> with like a, like a cool maybe red pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, that's all I got for you, dog. I mean, I don't know. I put but, that on the It's fine. Maybe, like, maybe uh, not really big. Like maybe like a little, like a little. Well, but, little ankle guy. Yeah, something like that. But something uh, you can hide under a sock. Ugh, you know, it's really fun now though. Um, getting a forearm tattoo. I wear a lot of polos at work because oh, you're I'm that, a man. You're, so you're that you're the girl I thought you were. <laughs> so now, now I'm that guy. I'm that guy with a tattoo. Uh-huh. And it's like I work with the vast majority of my coworkers are specifically white women. Um, yeah, I don't happens. know if any of them listen to the podcast, but I'm highly sure I'm highly certain that they don't like there's a big probability that that's not the case. But regardless, I really enjoy my coworkers, but they're all very white, Anglo-Saxon, mm. New York, New Jersey, Jewish, um, just like, you know, middle to upper class white people and right. or not that. Um, but regardless, it's really fun now because obviously as both a gay man and an Italian man, I gesticulate with my arms and hands when I talk a very large amount. 
Yes, and you are also from the metropolitan area. You're an Italian man. It is all working in your or against you. Exactly. So now, though, I see people tracking the tattoo, and I'm like, come on. Like, you know me. Um, also, it's life. Like, get this over is, yourself. I did not know this was like a gay sing along, and that's the bouncing ball of this, you know, keeping you on track. Oh. You know what I mean? Like old people, like, oh, like oh. those Disney sing alongs, you know what I mean? Yes. I see what you're saying now. Oh, he would be he would be so cute as a little bouncing sing along fellow. Be so adorable. Um, also, since we're on this tangential part of our podcast, do you wanna get to the meat and the potatoes of our new friend and what we're gonna name him? Because I feel like by the time we get to the end of this, no one's gonna wanna listen to what we have to say because it's not as important. That's true. So should we just talk about the contest right now? Let's just do it. Let's just bite the bullet and get this bad bitch out of the way. All right. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. All right. So number one, thank you everyone that did participate in our Name Our Mascot contest. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, check out our Instagram at Copulators Die First. I mean, um, you're, you're a little late to the, uh, a little tardy to the party, but, yes, uh, like, you know, better tardy than never. Um, and don't be tardy to the party, says Kim Zolniak. Uh, You're welcome. Real Kim Housewives Zolniak? of Atlanta. Yeah, she, yeah don't she's be, a mess. Don't be tardy to the party. Uh, Thank you. I was really uh, hoping you would do that. Anyway, um, so we tasked you with naming our new mascot guy, which is this ice cream cone with um, the scream mask. He's melting. There's a cherry on the top and that his his you know utility knife is stabbed through it and it's like really cool and like cute but badass but like very much are like cutesy kawaii but like gross and like down and dirty like horror aesthetic like it's just all the things so anyway he was everything that i dreamed he could be without actually having any sort of um uh hand eye drawing coordination yeah or or artistic talent so you know again bethany hendrix you are a fucking all-star yeah like all the components that we wanted are there but it's a lot more badass than i think either of us could have ever imagined but uh, but a stick figure yeah so so this is like a tangent on a tangent so let's get off of this tangent go back to the other tangent in the matter at hand which is the contest so after much deliberation, um, we went through all of the entries. Um, there were some ones that we very much appreciated. And when it came down to it, there was four names that we felt struck a chord with us, but there was one very clear winner. So there's a winner and then there's three honorable mentions. Um, what we would like to do is reach out to the honorable mentions and um, give them a hot off of the press copulators die first logo sticker. Now, when I say hot off the press, they are not done yet, but when they are done, these individuals will get one. And then we will let you guys know when you can all say, Hey, I want a sticker give me one and then we'll send you one too. But for right now, TBD on that. 
Um, anyway, Ashley, would you like to announce the name of our Mr. Ice Cream Cone and also the winning person who suggested this name? I would be honored, privileged, and elated. Oh, my so, God. <clears throat> so, our winner, who... Um, hopefully you're listening so that way you could slide into our DMs and say hooray, thank you. But we will be sliding into yours to uh, get your address info to get you the sweet swag bag. But our winner is at Trashed ED Talk Podcast. Yes, Trash Talk Podcast. Yes. So they are um, a team of fellows, uh, Austin and Travis. Um, and they have like a little, from what we can understand, a little nerd podcast where they get shwasted and talk about all the, you know, things that they like. Like comics, movies, video games, board games. Which what, sounds lovely, what, to be honest. It sounds like my fucking Friday night. Yeah. So, um, congratulations to you guys and Nicholas. Uh-huh. Do you want to announce our little fella's name? Do you oh. want to, do you want to, do you want to... Sign our birth certificate for our little baby fellow and tell him oh. what he's called. Yeah, a little baby mascot. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let him out of the nest and he can fly now because he has an official legal name, if you will. Um, get, so get that bad boy uh, social security card. We gotta claim him on our taxes. Oh my god, it's all <laughs> happening. Um, so yeah, so um, the name that Trashed Talk podcast suggested is Mister Death Sprinkles. Um, I will repeat that. Mr. Death Sprinkles. So sassy um, Mr. Death Sprinkles. Yeah. So 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 our little mascot's name is Mr. Death Sprinkles. Um, we loved this for many reasons. One, because it's silly. Two, because we can say it like Mr. Death Sprinkles. Um, but mostly because he's an official mister. Like he's he's a, he's a part like he's a fine upstanding individual with Mr. at the beginning of his name. So, Mr. Uh, Death Sprinkles, Esquire. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Death Sprinkles is the winner. Thank you, Trashed Talk Podcast, for suggesting that name. Uh, I think it, it was the clear winner for both Ashley and I as soon as we saw it. Um, and we appreciate you and um, your interest in our podcast. And um, I feel like we should probably listen to their podcast now, too. Yeah, at least an Obviously. episode. And we encourage you guys to go give them a listen. Give them a follow. They're newbies, too. They just started in January. So mm-hmm. um, I haven't really had time to look into, you know, how many episodes they have. But they probably have about uh, around the same that we have if they're going weekly. So, yeah, go give those guys a listen and yeah. see what they're all about. I mean, they were nice oh. enough to enter our little, little pissant contest and... You know, yeah. give us give us a little ego boost. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um so okay. That's that. So that's that. Those are the minutes. I mm-hmm. feel like this is like a gay meeting every week. So so let's just very briefly go through the honorable mentions. Again, these three individuals will be slipping into your DMs as well. Um, and you'll be the first to get our hot off the presses logo stickers. So first off, um at a world gone mad that is at a world gone mad suggested two names honestly 
but the one that we enjoyed was corn syrup. Yeah, it just it just gave me a tickle. I was like, oh. Yeah. And I think he was the first entry, so... Um, if not the first, very much so up on that list. Like, very enthusiastic. Again, very much appreciated. Um, but, like, that was... Like, honestly, corn syrup's a good one. Um, so, so thank you, A, a World Gone Mad. Um, second is at Izzy E. Ferreria with Spooky Sunday. That's Spooky Sunday. Yeah, that just I I enjoyed it because it is what it is. Yeah, it's very matter of fact. Yeah, and uh, he and um, I, that's I do like that's his like sub identifier. Yeah, like that's like like if you're like, uh, are you a man or a woman? He's like, I'm a spooky <laughs> Sunday. I'm a spooky Sunday. Um, fall on the uh, the gender profile. I am a spooky Sunday. Yeah. So there was a lot of suggestions of like ice cream cone and things like that. But I think out of like all the descriptive names, spooky Sunday was the best. So we thank you, Izzy e. Ferreria, for that one. And then finally, at Plum Peony, that's Plum Peony with awful cone. Now, in full disclosure. I do feel like it took both of us a couple of times reading this over to realize that this is supposed to be like a take on waffle cone. So that's again, awful cone. And again, a really good one, but like Mr. Death Sprinkles, just like really, it it just rung all the bells for us. Come on. What a, what a guy. So Mr. Death Sprinkles, it is. Um, Mr. Death Sprinkles, the spooky Sunday. Mm hmm. Uh, made made of an awful cone, if you will. Yeah, he yeah, obviously. So that is, that is his um his genus, his species, and his familia. There you go. Um, so we're really excited that Mr. Death Sprinkles finally has a real name. Um, he is our official mascot now. He has been, you know, coronated, if that's the right word. Um, regardless, thank everyone. Thank you, everyone, for participating. This was our first contest. Uh, we didn't know what to expect, but we got like a really good turnout. So thank you all so much. Um, I hope you're all listening to the podcast. I hope you're all enjoying the podcast. <clears throat> if you have suggestions, comments, concerns, etc., please slide into our DMs. Um, yeah, you can slide into either ours, um, the podcast DM. Uh-huh. Um, that's pretty much, I mean, I don't really use the Facebook that much. No, it's mostly whatever. mostly just to check on my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and, and her spending habits. On the- oh, Lord, I don't want to talk about her getting on the wish. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, quick tangent about that. So, we have some lady that does work for us on a separate, like she's another company, and she is an idiot. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> um. So, what we do is like we need. Basically, like, all the information from our customers, like, invoices and stuff. And this this company, like, compiles that into one form. So we could just copy everything we need, paste it, put it in our program, send it to where it has to go for customs. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my colleagues uh, <laughs> emailed her yesterday for – because today was Good Friday, so a lot of the – ports and stuff and other companies were closed in observance of the holiday so we were yeah Yeah. so we were told like hey if you can get your stuff in early so that way it's not like held up or whatever so he emailed her yesterday 
No response. This is typically her. No response. She will just flat out fucking ignore you. Um, so he emailed her again today and was like, hey, you know, like, deadline's approaching. You better get on this. And she go. she replies to him, sassy is all out. And is like, listen, I sent this yesterday. Attaches the email that she sent in the email. She fucking sent them to herself. That would explain it. Yeah. And I thought to myself, if my mom can figure out Wish and Facebook, this lady can surely figure out a fucking email. <laughs> How does not send an email to herself? Yeah. Yeah. No. Clearly not. So clearly not, apparently. That, that is where my week has been. <laughs> well, guess what? It's over. It's Friday. I don't give a shit. It is. I just thought it was hilarious. It gave I mean, me such a chuckle. That is. That's a lot. That. That is a lot. It's unfortunate. Speaking, speaking of a lot and unfortunate, let's talk about the faculty. Oh my god. Yeah. So let's let's get on with this shindig. Um, uh, that's probably that was our longest gay tangent ever at the beginning okay. of an episode. That means. That means. I mean, this movie isn't super long, so we can just cut to the chase, right? I mean, quite honestly, like this is like an all around straightforward. I mean, not really, but it's not going to take us long to get there. Um, I feel like as time has gone on, like. You know, we just, we want to take the beginning of the podcast, just catch up and talk about what we want to talk about. And like, it's our podcast and not yours, so you can deal with it. But I'm sure that you enjoy it because we are funny and charismatic. So shut up. Those are things that I wish somebody had wrote about me in the yearbook when I was graduating. You're funny and charismatic. Can I tell you what somebody wrote in my yearbook? Yeah. Yeah, you can. I wish I had mine in front of me okay. to tell you what someone wrote in mine. But. I, I don't need to ever look at my yearbook to remember this. Um, oh, that must be good then. Uh-huh. Dear Nick, you do not have fallopian tubes. Have a good summer. That's, um, that's factual and it's, kind. It's factual. It's very specific. Um, I remember this person very clearly. I don't know how fallopian tubes became a joke with between us, but it did. Oh, well, you uh, don't have them, so there's that. I definitely don't have them. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the way it is. They were uh, not wrong. They, were, they weren't wrong, but, you know, no, like, good, you know, having class with you or whatever. Just, you don't have fallopian tubes. Have a good summer. Um, but you know what? That's was fine. That your, was that your senior yearbook? Um... Uh, that would have been even better. You don't have fallopian you know, tubes. Good luck at college. I actually think that was my eighth. It was. I think it was my eighth grade yearbook mm. going from middle school to high school. You know, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. But also, like, I don't remember what anybody wrote in my was high it, school yearbook. Was it because you just learned that that spring that you didn't have fallopian tubes? Like, I mean, <laughs> potentially. But I, I, I remember there being, like, a whole thing about... Just fallopian tubes. And like little did I know that I was going to go into reproductive genetics and have to talk about fallopian tubes all the time. You know what I mean? On a scale of 1 to 10, how often do you talk about fallopian tubes? I mean, at least once a week. That's pretty frequent. That's 52 times a year. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, I I can, off the top of my head, draw the entire female and male reproductive systems. I mean... really gross, but that's kind of cool talent. Like, could you do it in like in one go without picking up your pencil? Um, female maybe. <laughs> yeah, because it's very loopy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of loops. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of like roller coaster loop de loops. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going through right now—a roller coaster loop de loop of emotions. I mean, 
That's a cute way to that that's a cute that's a cute name for your period, right? Yeah. Roller coaster loop de loops. That's a cute name for my psychosis. That's I mean, true. Yeah. Why don't we just go there? Um that's next episode. The episode um, we talk about our joint psychosis. Psychosis. Speaking of, this one's this movie is about aliens. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential <laughs> quote psychoses in this movie. So anyway, let's let's read the faculty to filth. Bitch. Um, this was a. I think we've like kind of stopped picking who picks what, and it's kind of like a joint effort at this point because we both like everything so much. Yeah, so maybe I don't we should know. pick stuff that we don't like. It's yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how we landed on the faculty, to be honest with you, but we did. I think we were just trying to do a scroll to figure out what we were gonna do while we were uh, on the phone. But oh, anyway, yeah, we were like talking about like what's on the streaming services, da 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 da, and I was like the faculty. The faculty? The faculty. And then you were like, do you want to do the faculty? And I was like, yeah, that's the faculty. But then we were like, also, Jake did the faculty. I'm like, we don't care about Jake and what he did. I mean, like, you know, like, I highly doubt that we will have any conversation similar to the conversation that he and Brian had, to be honest with you. Because Jake gets, like, all down to the nitty-gritty details and shit. Like, we just want to read this movie to filth. We want to be as gay as possible. Like, let's Also, happy birthday, Brian. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Brian. Also, happy birthday to my good friend, Will, because it was his birthday the same day as Brian. Well, his birthday was last Friday. So happy birthday, Will. Work. Work, Uh, Will. Um, Work, Will. (laughs) So so two things. I have have notes about this movie because I was off today. Yeah, and, you were very um, productive. You got our stickers in order. You got this movie in order. I did. You ordered, you ordered yourself a pizza, probably. I did. Because I, I, I did, too. I got... So So Arthur is... Um, He should actually be in Florida now at this point. He hasn't texted me that he's there, but it's probably because his friend Jimmy picked him up and he's really excited to see him. So hopefully he'll tell me at some point that he's in Florida. But I know his flight took off around, like five-ish four-ish five-ish oh boy he um, did have quite a delay uh he did have quite a delay because his original departing time was like 2 30 um Ooh. but yeah so i came home and i was like i'm sad this is the first time that i am spending a stretch of time with arthur in a very long time because we decided that for our birthdays we were going to do our own like singular go see our biffles birthday trip so that's what we did um and i was like i'm sad arthur's not here i want domino's so i got domino's i did it whatever i got the handmade pan pizza which is my favorite pepperoni um it's my go-to um guess what girl i also got those lava crunch cakes oh those are so tasty those are danielle's favorite i they're not like, I know I'm not eating real food, but they're so delicious. I was very sad that I went to the movies last night and you were not there to dump M&M's in my popcorn. Oh, man. Sorry but it's about fine. That. It's all right. We saw The Curse of La Llorona, so... Oh, was it good? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, yes. Okay. Um, I, I will give it... Myself. I will give it, like, an eight, out, eight and a half out of ten. I didn't hate it. All right. That's good. Yeah, it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. Yeah. Um... Um, but uh, the faculty is a fun time. The it faculty is. is from 1998, so it's almost as old as my brother. It mm-hmm. is one year younger, so it is. Uh, it will be 21 this year. Can legally drink. Wow. Yeah. Um. I'm a big fan. 
I'm a big fan for a multitude of reasons. So, I will say, this movie was nothing like I remembered it, but I know for a fact I've seen this movie at least three or four times before I watched it today. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, nothing like I remember it. Which is not a bad thing. It was just like a, oh, I really misremembered this thing. Um, Which was, like, good and bad. Um, But regardless... Arthur was like, ugh, have a really good time watching that movie. It's the worst. And I was like, why is it the worst? And then, like, I realized, like, why he, being him, would think it's the worst. And will, it's you, because, will you tell me, please? Yes, I really want to know. Because there's no semblance of, like, real human relationships in this movie. Everything is, like, very hokey, very forced very much like this is not normal um i have a theory and it is because i feel that these are very hokey and forced relationships because they are um in high school and they're conforming to societal norms so therefore the relationships are shallow and pedantic wow look at you with your Um, thesis statement um, I understand Arthur's concerns. I mean, yeah, he just his 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 life and his life blood is human relationships, um, which is like one of the most amazing things about him. But he doesn't understand how people can be fake, and like everything about this movie is forced and fake. And I was like, okay, like I I get it, because like just as a for instance, like. The vast majority of these relationships are very weird. But like, they are very weird. They're very um, societally strained. Uh-huh. They're also, like, very societally stereotypical. Like, it's like, those are those people, and these are these people, and da-da-da-da-da. But the one relationship that I was like, what the hell? Like, I do understand, given the way this movie plays out, what they were going for, But there was that one high school couple Mm -hmm. that, like, on more than one occasion are straight up, like, beating up on each other in public. Yeah. And and then, like, they both get, like, you know, the worms in their ears and then they're, like, all mellowed out and shit. Mm -hmm. And I get get that that was the point. That was their punchline as characters in the movie. I get that. Mm -hmm. But, like, did no one think... In 1998, like, oh, we're literally depicting a example or an example of, um, you know, legit, uh, like, relationship abuse, like abusive behavior, like physical and emotional. Very much so, yes. I was, like, very uncomfortable with that. And then there was the point where... The guy had already gotten a worm in his ear and the girl hadn't yet. And she was like slapping him around being like, why aren't you like, why aren't you reacting? Yes. And it's like, girl, this is what you have been like basically conditioned to uh, expect. That's not normal. Yeah, that is a conditioned behavior that should not be conditioned. Oh, and, like, maybe that's just coming from, like, a Nixon adult now place. But I was like, wow, that's, like, that's a lot. That was, like, 
like in the words of Aja, um, like they were carrying, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bitch, um, I'm carrying. And like, honestly, you wouldn't understand that unless you were into RuPaul's Drag Race. And if you're mm-hmm. not, get on that. As I've said before, I'll say it again. This is the gayest horror podcast. Get on it, honey, because get on our level get like Aja's Aja's EP is excellent. Aja's album box office is excellent. Mm-hmm. Aja as a person is excellent. I don't know that for sure. I just think she's gorgeous. I have a crush on her out of drag. That's that's a whole nother thing. That's oh. a new that's a new thing I'm into. Ooh. Crushing cr- crushing on Miss Vanjie out of drag. Oh my god, Miss Vanjie though. She is an attractive boy. I mean, she's an attractive boy, and then she opens her plumber mouth, and I just. Mm. Lose it. If I was attracted to men, that's that would be my type. I mean, Ras- raspy voiced man. Yeah, I can't, the size of me. I can't even. I can't even try to replicate his voice. But um, he's got to yeah. stop wearing swimsuits. Stop uh, wearing swimsuits, Vanjie. Stop wearing a corset with a glitter chest. They are tired of looking at it. They are tired of it and looking at your like weird cat coming out of Rose's chest piece. Like, stop it. I did like his um, business that he had on last week where it was like the I sailor did. knots. I Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about from this week. Oh, no, 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 no. I hated the snatch game so hard. But anyway, the snatch game was really bad. Anyway. It was probably the worst snatch game I've ever seen. And yeah. based on. OK, so snatch game. That's a cast. That's a faculty. This uh-huh. is a faculty. Let's talk yeah. about the faculty. We are um, not, the we cast. Are not the cast. We are not a sanctioned RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. <laughs> I don't so want to get sued. Yes. Um, so anyway. By race chasers. Alaska uh, Thunderfuck. I have no money. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So um, the faculty, they, the cast is excellent. Yeah, it's like a really stacked ass cast. I'm pretty sure I had a crush on at least ninety percent of them, and that's where my sexual identity came into crisis. Um, was about 1998, 1999. Okay. All right. So I was about ten years old when I was simultaneously crushing on Clea Duvall, still, uh-huh. who, who was a guest on last night's episode of. Drag Race. Wow, that was the con- yeah, that's convenient, wasn't it? That that was well or poorly timed. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Josh Hartnett was like Josh that Hartnett. weird bad boy, but Clea Duvall was like my weird girl goth crush slash like ideal personality of what I wanted to be in high school. I was like, oh yeah, she's weird. People don't want to talk to her. That's what I want. <laughs> I want people to yeah. not want to talk to me. You know, um, Elijah Wood, he went on to do a ton of stuff. He was already a successful child actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordana Brewster, what the hell did she do before this? I don't really know. Oh, uh, she did like the she did Fast and the Furious after that. She was like a big thing. Um, that was like her main thing after this was Fast and the Furious. She was she was a total babe. Um, uh, Famke Jensen, she went on to do the X Men. Oh my God. Yeah. She was she was the Jean Grey of my youth, the Jean Grey that I had a crush on, the Dark I Phoenix mean, that I wanted to ruin my life. Except ugh. And then there was Usher. And that yeah, there was Usher there. But like can we just go back to the Dark Phoenix for a second? We can. We can do whatever you want because it's our podcast. Number one, I love her. I love Femke mm-hmm. Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um She's gorgeous. She still looks pretty okay. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She has a knack for playing very complicated dark ladies, which I love. I do love that. She's um, not afraid of a dark role, man. No. Um, but here's, like, for me, 
what I can't forgive her for. Um, okay. I can't forgive her for X Men Three, whatever. Uh, yeah, Last Stand. Comic. Yeah, because that's when the that's when her Jean Grey's Dark Phoenix happened, and quite honestly, there was nothing wrong with her acting. There was nothing wrong with how evil she became and things like that. It was just everything around her was shit. Like, yeah, it was like poorly written. So I'm hoping very poorly written. Um, the visuals for like what the Dark Phoenix was in those movies was not the Dark fucking Phoenix of the comic book of the comic book cartoon of my youth that I loved so much. Right, and and I think I do have to accept that even in the in the new ones, like the actual Dark Phoenix movie coming up, like. I don't think it's going to be a flaming, you know, bird phoenix in the sky, but it will no. be, it looks more like what could be believed to be like actual energized kinetic energy combusting in the air. Yeah, it looks like a black hole. Right. And like that's, let's be honest, not realistic because the X-Men aren't real, but maybe they are because I will never not believe they aren't because I want to be one myself. Same. Specifically, I want to have Storm's powers. Specifically, I really want to be Jubilee because I was really into that outfit that she had. Yeah. With the with the yellow slicker and that cool oh, headband. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Specifically, I want to have Storm's powers, but in reality, just based on who I am, I would probably be the Banshee, who oh, an yeah. Australian guy, um, that you know, like basically makes sound waves with his vocal cords. Yeah, and- he was cool, man. Because, like, that's very much more my personality and probably where my body would go if I had some, you know, X-gene mutation. But I want to be able to live out my fantasy of being the regal, noble woman that is Storm. I want I want Jubilee's powers of that cool confetti business that she did that yeah. really didn't make any sense. But I also want the suave, debonair charismatic bayou bullshit that came out of gambit's mouth i want that i want like so like i want storm's powers mainly because i want to completely control the weather and use gusts of winds to fly like hi and she was Um, an african fucking goddess man she was cool obviously i'm not an african fucking goddess like let's be honest here but i will have a cape and it will attach at my wrists because how else will I catch the wind under me to continue to be able to glide and fly? That's not the point, though. I want the sass and gumption of um, Rogue. Oh yeah, she was a hot mess too, man. But, but not, but not movie, not movie Rogue. No, no, no. no. Not, I'm not talking about movie Rogue. I am talking specifically about '90s cartoon Rogue. Yeah, she was cool. She was awesome. Anyway, that was another tangent brought to you by Ashley and Nick. But anyway. thanks, Fanka Jenkinson. Um, but <laughs> yeah. also, one of the coolest things about about this movie is that Robert Patrick is in it. Uh-huh. He, he plays the football coach. He's oh. T-1000 in Judgment Day. Wait, wait, wait. Pause right now. Uh-huh. Okay? Because my first note is, oh, cool. Terminator 2 is the football coach. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fuck that Shut up. Shut your mouth. Now I'm deleting it from my list because we've covered it already. Done. One one, one and done. Um, but like, I, yeah, who else is in this? Um fucking uh Selma Hayek. Yeah. Um, Weird. 
Usher, weird. Yeah. Um, um Josh I, Hartnett, kind of weird and hunky. John Stewart, his mom was a substitute teacher for us in high school. Absolutely. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, she was. She was one of the um, subs in the computer lab. Holy smokes, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was a really nice lady. Um, she always just used to mention her son John, but never uh, mentioned that it was John Stewart. <laughs> well, you know, just my son John, you know. It's my son John, he's a salt and pepper daddy. Uh-huh. Um, um, prof- so- he plays Professor Edward, I want to say it's Longfellow, it's something weird. He's the science teacher, you know. Yeah, when he's a teacher in fucking high school, but they're calling him professor. I I'm mean, confused. whatever. Was well, it a anyway. private school? No, um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, oh, right. No, it definitely wasn't because it must have been a public school because they were involved in sports leagues. Um, yeah, and like Casey wore like jeans and like he dressed like I dressed in high school. Well, Yes. So um, my second my second note here is, oh, guess what? It takes place in Ohio. Yeah, not surprised. Always, always football, Ohio, man. Fo- football is big here. It's weird here. I wouldn't be surprised if there are aliens here. Um, do they ever actually show the aliens happening? I don't remember. Yes, they do. Okay. Um, well, she shows up. So yeah. So so here's here's my overall like right off the top impressions. First of all. Throughout the entire movie, there is a lot of use of writing instruments for stabbing, um, killing um, through hands, eyeballs. Um, I Like, what was up with that? Like, why did they feel like they had to use pencils and pens as weapons so much in this movie? Like, Probably because they were in school and they're easily accessible, but not like that time that Zach from Deathgasm used a math compass to stab somebody. Right. Like that was that was more so just like um, a weapon of convenience for Zach. Mm-hmm. This um, is also a weapon of convenience for these fine young gentlemen and ladies. Well, I'm going to use those terms lightly because these are trash except, people. Except for except for the pens, because Josh Hartnett's character had filled them with his like weird cap yeah. hill speed mixture or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was basically he was like he's basically like a baby fucking drug dealer, and he's like selling like kids basically like truck driver drugs yeah it was, it was really like weird. a mix of like caffeine and like maybe aspirin he said it was something weird yeah but, but he was, was like, like actually really fucking smart so he was wasting it on well, right he was like a, selling like, drugs man because yeah, it was like oh like i'm repeating senior year but like i'm also a secret genius like am i einstein who couldn't take like structured public education because i was too smart for it Probably. Maybe. He was probably in gifted G&T, you know? And yeah. he was just struggling socially because, hi, he was a gifted and talented student, and he yeah. is afraid of underperforming and also overachieving. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, so he's just struck with a lot of anxiety. Hi. I mean, Everybody, every adult I know. I don't know if he had much anxiety. Like, I feel like he was very cool, and but that might just have been, like, his semi-poor acting in this movie it could have also been um all the drugs that he was using of his own like his own stash well those drugs were uppers yeah those are uppers man he these was were like real those were like super duper uppers because elijah woods Ooh. was like oh no no he thank was, you he was geeking out like, and was, that's do you think that was his audition role for like um lord of the rings 
what just being tiny and like sight and like um and and, and um, manic yeah and manic maybe he, yeah he was the original manic pixie dream girl he was a manic pixie like in all reality yeah yeah because he's a um, tiny boy and i, I think yeah. he's real cute so just just a few more notes before we lead into the actual opening scene here and um, then we can just cut to basically the end because it's yeah. pretty cool right so 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 here's here's my thoughts first of all um i feel like the like the name the faculty is like fine and whatever but they make it such a big deal throughout the entire movie that the people who have the worm alien things in them need to stay super hydrated because the things reproducing in their bodies is raising their blood temperature and using up all of the water in their bodies because they need to live on water. Um, they like, did no one think like maybe we should name this movie like thirsty or something? The thirst, like the thirst, like girl, like the whole time I was just like in gay voice in my head, these bitches are thirsty. But also, it was more than just the faculty. Usher got it. Usher got the earworm. Um, he at the end, and, almost ooh, everyone ooh, had the earworms. Nicholas, what? He got it bad. Oh my god, he did get it bad. I fucking hate myself. That was just too. No, good. no, that was perfect. <laughs> Never hate yourself. Never hate yourself. Um, so Usher got it bad. He's doing a football. Um, got it and, bad when you get an alien worm in your ear and you lose your mind. You can you explain it. to me why all the teachers wanted to bone Zeke, a.k.a. Josh Hartnett? Um, well, did all of them or was it really just um, uh, uh, Jean Grey? Um, I think it was just Jean Grey and... Um, but like, okay, so speaking of that. Here's, there was just sexual tension around Zeke and I didn't understand was, it. There was a lot of sexual tension, um, but specifically with Jean Grey's teacher character. Um, yes. So, number one, like, I get that he's an older child. Yeah, because he's, like, 19, right? Yeah. Like, 18, 19. Yeah. So, in comparison to the other students in the school, yes, he's older. But no teacher should be letting him speak to them the way he was speaking to them. Um, he was belligerent and completely disrespectful and no one was using their power of being a teacher or like a staff member to be like, bitch, get your shit together or else you ain't graduating again. Like they were just like, go on, go ahead, be a horrible person. Like, just get out. They were basically like, just shut the fuck up and get out of my face. Like we're tired right. of looking at you, it was like, which is, which is where the education system failed him. Yeah. 100%. And like, and like. I totally understand that, again, they were setting up the relationships in the beginning to then show how the relationships warped once these people were infested with weird alien worm things that took over them. Because yeah. specifically for Jean Grey teacher lady, it Oof. was that the, the um, relationship between Josh Hartnett and her went from like, I'm timid teacher lady Yes. And I'm scared of you to I'm strong, powerful woman and my vagina will control your entire world. Ugh, um, that is that is the woman that I wanted in my life. Right. Like, woof. like I, I, <laughs> yeah. But so like it was just like, a, again, very heavy handed. We're painting that with a very broad paintbrush in very broad strokes. I was like, I can't deal with this. So that was the that was. Yeah. But anyway, so. My, my overall thought here 
was like, oh, so this movie, if I may. You may. You may. And I implore you to do so. Is quite referential. Oh, oh, but it's also tangential. It's very much so. So, so I was getting whiffs of obviously Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and they yes. talk about they talk about Invasion of the Body Snatchers multiple times. Um, but I also get whiffs of Alien. They yes. they talk about Alien. Also, somebody calls somebody Sigourney Weaver at some point. Mm. Um, I'm also getting whiffs of species do you remember species oh yes i remember species um, that ooh, i yeah, like i was, think i caught that like when i wasn't supposed to be watching it uh-huh. because there was a lot of boob oh a lot of boob and i think i was too young for that amount of boob there was a lot of there was a lot of um yeah a lot of boob yeah. i didn't i think it was because i didn't have that much boob yet so i was like oh that's a lot of boob i don't think i'm ready for that there was there was a lot of mammary glands in your face oh so many mammaries yeah. So many memories in my memories. Yeah. So then I was also getting whiffs of Scream. But mm-hmm. then um, Factoid, um, one, of the, one of the creative team members of Scream worked on the faculty. So that makes sense. Mm, that makes me so happy. Um, but then I'm also getting a lot of whiffs of The Thing um, on multiple levels because... There is um, actually we're ta- already talking about Jean Grey teacher lady, but when Jean Grey teacher lady get thro- gets thrown out of Josh Hartnett's car when they're having that like weird um, car fight, which hi whiff of child's play, um, she gets thrown out of the car, her head gets severed off by the bus, and then her head starts crawling around on tentacles. I liked it. Hi, the thing, but then also. They had a scene in this movie where it was like, oh, we know that this like weird concoction of caffeine pills and like speed or whatever the fuck Josh Hartnett made um, mm-hmm. is highly metabolic and makes you water waste. And because these alien slug worm things live on water, um, you know, if they come in contact with this drug that I have created in my uh, garage, you will die immediately. Mm. So they all were like forced, they all forced each other to take the drug in Josh Hartnett's garage. And that very much harkened back to the scene in the thing where they did the blood test. Yes. So I was just like, okay, like I got you. And um, I will say, remember how we were talking with Jake about how the virus was not really referential, but more so like straight up stole things from other movies. Oh, absolutely. Like to so, just to make it work for itself. Yeah. So so the faculty didn't like straight up steal things. Um, it made the concepts work better within its plot line. But, you know, it was still very much like, oh, I've seen this before type of situation. Right. Anyway, so this movie is like all of those horror movies. And then it's like mix all that up with like very much like Heather's John Hughes, like breakfast club, like just all of his movies in general. Cause it's, it was like, this it's very misfitty. Yeah. You know? So, um, also so, quick, quick IMDb note. Uh huh. This was actually a Christmas release. Really? Okay. Christmas of, um, it's actually released Christmas 
December 25th, 1998. So it's opening weekend was my birthday weekend of when I turned nine. Wow. Um, woo. And it made opening weekend. His budget was 15 mil. Um, opening weekend made a cool 11 and a half mil. Okay. Um, gross by May 9th of 99, um, made 40 mil. So this was a box office success. Well, that's good. I mean, there yeah. was a. There was, a, there was enough stars in this movie that it should have pulled people into the seats. Like, let's That's be honest. That's what I'm saying. Like, it definitely had, like, the pull of Elijah Wood, who, yeah. you know, did, like, Radio Flyer, which is excellent. He did The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. You know, he was, like, already, like, a hardworking kid. That movie, that movie North he did with a young Scarlett Johansson, where uh-huh. he, like, puts an ad. In, have you ever seen it? Um, no. He, like, puts an ad in the paper to look for new parents. Oh. And he like goes all over and he's like trying out new parents. It's very strange. I didn't care for it. It's very weird, but he's like he's like maybe 12 or 13 in that movie, so he was like phasing out of being like a child star kind of. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Josh Hartnett, he went on to do other stuff. Not well, but he did. He did he did do other things, yeah. He um, did Penny Dreadful. Uh-huh. Um, 40 Days and 40 Nights, which was one of my favorite like rom-coms, I guess. It's very cute. Shannon Sossaman's just a babe, and I like watching anything she's in. Just not Sinister, too. But um, mm-hmm. the cast is really good. Like, the lady yeah. that played, like, the principal, she's yes. from Cheers. I enjoy her. I enjoy her, too. She was also the aunt, Aunt Nora in Jumanji. Oh, yeah. She's, she like, she's good at playing prissy ladies. She's good at playing adults. Yeah. Um, like, if they make a remake of Sleepaway Camp, she could play... The aunt. Oh, she could totally be an Aunt Angela. Yeah. Not um, Aunt Angela. Aunt, what's her name? Don't know. Whatever whatever her name is. But regardless here, so, I mean, I think overall, I don't, I don't hate the concept. No. Um, and I don't hate the movie. I just don't super enjoy the writing. No, it's very weird. It's very hokey and corny. But can we get to my, the, the Mama Tried section really quick? Yeah. Before I forget. It's mostly I'm before sorry. I forget. Because I don't ever write down notes because that's just way too hard for me because my handwriting looks like I'm a serial, serial well, killer. I typically don't, but I just, I don't know. Something, yeah. the wind swayed me too. I don't know. Oh, the winds did you a blow. Um, So my mama tried moment was when they were like talking to Dr. Professor Furlong, a.k.a. Uh-huh. John Stewart. Um. Dr. Furlong, which is referential to Edward Furlong, which is the actor in Terminator 2. Uh, oh my um, God. But my Mama Tried segment, segment is when Zeke, a.k.a. Josh Hartnett, destroys the paper cutter and slices its fucking fingers off. Oh my God, yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool for 1998, like, CGI. But if you watch it, you're like, mm, that's some shitty CGI by today's I mean, standards. Honestly, the whole time I was like, whenever they did some CGI thing, I was like, oh, yes, like you go late 90s CGI. Like, you know, I, know. Like I, was, I was cheering for it. We were rooting for uh, you. Yeah. I mean, like like the whole alien thing at the end, like the alien looks pretty good. Yeah. Was it CGI? Was it rubber? Was it animatronic? Who knows? Um, I think most of it was CGI. Maybe they had an animatronic one for like the close-ups. But yeah, like when they I squished it. If, yeah, I don't know if they did though, because it's. I mean, it's whatever. Like for its time, 
it was good. Like, it's whatever. Um, um, I'm proud of it for what it is. It had some cool kills, like when, uh, what's her name? The actual alien girl, the blonde one. Oh, my God, yeah. She dumps Zeke's whole entire stash on, on the principal, and she turns into, like, foamy goo. Yeah, she does. I thought that was pretty cool. It kind of reminded me of, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, when the mom melts into the bed. Oh. And she's just, like, skeletal hot. Poor, poor, um, poor, um, alcoholic mama. Yeah, um, if Arthur was here, he would know her name. Yeah, I don't, though. It's fine. Bonnie um, Lee Blakely! Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Thanks, Arthur's voice in my head telling me it was Bonnie Lee Blakely. There you go. He's here, even when he's not. Um, oh, <laughs> he's spectral. Um, anyway, so, so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, no, this movie, this movie definitely tried. I respect it for that. Um, There's just... There's certain things I can't get over, but we'll get to it because most of the things I can't get over are like right at the end. Also, this movie reminds me of something that you would find as like a sci-fi original in the 90s. <sighs> yeah, or like now. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> now. Yeah, now. fine. I mean, um, like this would probably come on after Sharknado 7. Oh my God, yeah. Which like, wasn't Alaska in one of the Sharknado? <gasps> I don't know. I'm pretty I sure she know. was. If she is, I want to watch that one. But I know Kelly Osborne was in one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably seven. Was I mean, was there really seven? I don't know. I I'm hope gonna, not. I'm Googling Sharknado. I think there's like four or maybe five. I see a Sharknado six. No. Sharknado, the yeah. last the last Sharknado. It's about time. 2018. Jesus. Yeah, it's about- it is Sharknado 6. I wasn't too far off. You were not far off at all. That's really upsetting, and I'm sorry I said that. It's all right. It doesn't matter, but... Um... <laughs> That's <laughs> over the Alaska Thunderfuck! Told ya. Yeah, number it. six. Tara Reed and Neil deGrasse Tyson and LaToya Jackson. Yeah, LaToya, of course, was there, you know. And Ian Ziering. Uh-huh. Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls. Oh, I love him. I think that's all I know. Uh-huh. All right, How so- weird. Vivica A. Fox? What the fuck? D. Snyder? What is this? What is this cast? I mean, Vivica A. Fox, like, she just pops up in random things. Ben Stein? Al Roker? Gilbert Godfrey? Judah Friedlander? Not surprised. They That's pulled so out weird. all the stops for that That's last... That's so weird. Uh-huh. They probably paid them all $27. I mean... That's a big cast. They gotta split it. Yeah. Now I just have Alaska Thunderfucks. Give me all your money in my head. Give me all your money. Hey, what's up? Give me all your money. Yep. Okay, so let's just like crack this egg open real quick. Uh, rip off the band-aid. Moment of pain, if you will. Let's just do so we, it. Just so we can get through this, you know. So um, opening scene. Terminator 2 is screaming at the kids on the football field. They're at football practice. I'm like, oh, cool, it's Terminator 2. Um, and my first thought is, oh, cool, jocks rule, and let's defund the arts because sports are America. And Woof. The, the reason I say that is because they're debating in the teacher's lounge the budget for the school. Mm-hmm. And, she's like, and, and, and the principal's like, we can't get new computers. We can't get new instruments. We can't have a musical because all the money we have has to go to the football team because they actually win games and shit. And I was like, Mm -hmm. America. Yeah, wasn't it for them to get, like, new uniforms or something dumb? Yeah, 
And like the arts are important. Like, stop it. Anyway, um, my next thought is so the coach somehow gets in. Oh, well, now we know. I guess after the ending, you realize you know um, that a mysterious person walks up to the coach and infests him with these weird things that we don't know about yet. But he then infests the like weird art teacher who wanted to do guys and dolls, um, but they had no money for. Um, and then the coach goes after the principal and like, she puts up a really good fight. Like I, I respect her for like her fight that she, that she puts up. Um, I will. Yeah. And Nora from Jumanji, she had, she had that Jumanji practice. Yeah. But I mean, all that running. I, I don't I don't know why it was necessary for Terminator to to shove that pencil through her hand. Um, and all I could think to myself was, oh, you can't find a pencil. Do you mean your penis? Ooh, that's sassy. Like that was very much like to me, that was like very phallic. Like he was like, I am man, you are woman. Oh, yeah. Like asserting his dominance via the pencil, via his penis. And like via the like penis worms in his body that he's going to infest her with, like all that, right? Is that a is that a stretch? Are we stretching? Are we reaching? I mean, I don't care. I, I think I think it's a very valid point. I think it's a valid point, and I think it's our podcast. So shut up, world. No, I I very much support your theories. So thank Good. you for bringing that to my attention. You are welcome, and thank you for validating my theories. I appreciate it. And that's why it. we like that's why we do this because I like seeing things from other people's perspectives. Because mm-hmm. I have seen this roughly forty-seven times. I own it on Blu-ray. I don't give a shit. I know it's bad, and I love yeah. it. Yeah. And like so, so then my other thought for the opening sequence was, like everyone wants to kill the principal because like all the people that have the worms in them already are like, I've always wanted to do this, and then they stab her in the hand with a pencil. Or I've always wanted to do this. And then they stab her in the chest with a pair of scissors. Like, I get that, like, she's the messenger for the we have no money for things, like, message. Yeah. Like, that's not her fault. But, like, anyway, so she dies, or so we think. And then next day, um, you know, is the, the scene that comes after the opening sequence. And now it's like... Yeah, rock and roll, 90s, I'm a grunge kid, and um, fuck the man, and the police, and I'm cool, and shit. And so Josh Hartnett, like, peels into the parking lot in his, like, souped-up vehicle, whatever. It's like an old Camaro or something. It's definitely, like, an older model something. Uh I mean, it's not recent, so it looks like, you know, he's, he's some sort of bad bitch. Such a bad bitch. And I'm just like, so, so like, you know, right off the get-go, we get here like, all right, like, teenagers, we get it. You think you're really cool. You think you're really rebellious. Like, we totally get it. Like, nothing is impressive to you. Like, get on with your lives. Like, you're in high school. Shut up. But then Josh Hartnett gets out of the car, and I'm like, what the fuck is his hair? Okay? It is so weird. It's me when I wake up. It's not a good look. It was like as if he did a bowl cut in the front, but not in the back. He like, okay, it looked like he like mushed it and gelled it down in the front, but winged the sides. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's like these little wings. And I'm like, what, 
No, like that's it, not real. It, it goes along very nicely with his layered long sleeve, short sleeve sweater pause situation that he's into doing. Right, like you know, like late nineties, um, you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, layering, layering was a choice. Plaid and all the things. My wardrobe uh, now. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. My wardrobe a lot of the time now too. Um, but then, so like, so now you know he's going into school. We're meeting other characters. Um, Elijah Wood is like the quote nerd that's getting beat up by the jocks and unfortunately he gets his nuts nutsat like squished into the flagpole which like yeah like where are the adults here like that is extreme bullying make it stop and that's definitely I, before our time of like anti-bullying culture which was them just putting in a clause that we had to sign that said they weren't we weren't going to bully people but uh-huh. they didn't do anything about it yeah, so 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 basically like we are being introduced to all these characters. There's a lot of fucking characters cuz they, they stacked this cast with a lot of fucking people. But we do know that there's like the pretty girl that goes out with to the jock and then there's the Elijah Wood character who's the nerd and we have like the alternative like woe is me girl who like everyone thinks is a lesbian. Um, and then we have the cool kid that's Josh Hartnett. And then, um, we have the new girl who's like, you know, preppy and like bright eyed, bushy tailed from the South or whatever. And, you know, she's like, her name is very long and shit. What's her name? Um, Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. And I'm like, Ooh, that is a white Ohio name. Well, she's like from Atlanta or something, but now she has come to, Ohio and it's like okay why and she never really gives us a clear answer foreshadowing maybe we don't know yet but regardless I'm like oh they're setting this up to be the breakfast club but with aliens right mm. I mean that's basically this movie yeah um which I don't hate the concept of this yeah was just like it was so 90s that it was painful at times so anyway like, we can fast forward a little bit here because there's just a lot of, like, I'm in a classroom because I'm a kid and I'm, like, in my class, da-da-da-da. The next, like, kind of important thing is they're at lunch and new girl is, like, hi, I want to sit with you, alternative moody girl. Um, and then, you know, pretty jock boy's girlfriend, um, Delilah, comes over and is, like, do you know she's a lesbian? And she's, like, oh, no, I didn't know that. Um, she's, she's also like, like, I don't know what that is. Right. And but then so then Delilah's also like, Are you a lesbian? And one of my favorite lines in the movie is Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson then says, I'm not aware of any lesbianism in my lineage. Um, because if that doesn't make her an alien, I don't know what does. Right. So but so like I didn't remember that she was like the mother alien until she Like the like, queen. But until like she revealed that she was. And I was like Oh, that makes more sense. And then, of course, like, as soon as she reveals that she's, like, the queen alien, she obviously has no clothes on and is in a pool and is now walking around with wet hair. And that was really, like, where I got, like, the a la species kind of situation. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but anyway, so, so again, like, we can fast forward here. Basically, like, you- this, this school day is just, like, really fucking weird because... The staff is, like, starting to act really weird. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? But basically, the alien dude, Terminator 2, is, like, kind of, like, I don't know if you would, like, describe him as, like, 
the chief of Queen Alien Ladies. Yeah, like, like army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If T one, like, okay, if Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson is the queen, then like T one thousand is kind of like the head foot soldier. You know what right. I mean? Like he's in charge of impregnating everybody with that weird seed like right. he's getting it in the football guys because they're like a, a close-knit group and then they spread it to their friends and it just like orbits outward so like basically what's happening here is like this first day of school that like we're seeing like in this movie all the teachers are getting turned and turnt. they're getting turned they're getting and they're, they're getting turned and they're getting thirsty as fuck Ooh, this is a um, gay fucking episode really gay um, but, like, so, like, T-1000's, like, right-hand woman is the drama teacher, and so she goes to visit that really super old lady who's, like, a teacher who should have retired already, and she puts the worm in her, but then there's this, like, really, like, unnecessarily long scene where the jock bro, that is Delilah's boyfriend who decides to quit the football team because T-1000 was, like, being super aggressive with him, is showering, and um, the old lady, who is now naked for some reason... Yeah, because um, I think it's because she, like, she was, like, uh, overheating, right? Yeah, she was overheating. Um, So, like, she's now in the shower with him, and he's like, what the fuck is happening? And she's like they're trying to get us all and whatever. And he like puts, he, he like semi embraces her so she doesn't fall over, but like he puts his hand on the side of her head and then he like peels off a part of her scalp with the hair. <gasps> um, yeah. It, like it was like, ew, gross. But then so um, Elijah Wood and um, Jordana Brewster, so Delilah and Casey, they're, like, also on this mission to, like, find a story for the newspaper. And I'm like, ugh, come on, get over this. But so they break into the teacher's lounge. They end up having to hide in the closet because T-1000 and his right-hand woman drama teacher are trying to infect, um, what's her name? Uh, Selma, Selma Hayek, the, the school nurse who's got, like, this weird cold. Yeah. Um, Which so is weird. They do, so they do. And they see it happen but then they also discover old teacher lady who has now passed away because her body couldn't take it body in the closet with them and they're like oh my god what the fuck's going on so then they run out and they're like oh my god um we gotta find the principal and then like at first they're like wait the principal's dead we ain't gonna find her but then she comes around the corner and she's like all like new and like haircut and like makeup and like I look my age and not 20 years older than I actually am and it's like oh okay I get it now she's the alien lady so so like they're like they run away cool um and then there's this like kind of unnecessary scene where Elijah Woods is, is home and then he's trying to break out and then like the three teachers are like standing outside his house like really creepy and shit just yeah, like their homage to like potentially zombie movies, but like mostly the body snatchers. Yeah, uh, and then like, what was the point of that scene? Like, was the point of that scene to kind of like try to depict that maybe his parents had gotten infected, but maybe not? Like, we or don't they were. What I took from that scene was like maybe they were coming for his parents. You know what I mean? Like try, yeah. trying to turn the parental population against their kids in an effort to control them. 
uh-huh. And like Maybe. an unruly society. You know what I mean? Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. What do I, I know. know? I'm not a fucking film critic. I didn't write this shit. Yeah, but like but also, I like it. <laughs> but like also, um, what I forgot was in that first day of school where all the teachers are getting turned and thirsty, um, Elijah Woods finds like the dead dehydrated slug in the grass and brings it inside and then they put it in like the tank because Usher like says something annoying to Clea Duval and Clea Duval knocks over some water onto the slug and then the slug starts moving and they're like, Oh my God, it needs water. So they put it in the water <coughs> and it's a whole thing. But anyway, so like now we know like they need water. We get it. They need water. So now yeah. next at school, um, Elijah was arrives at school. We see T1000 speaking with his father in the car like, maybe they're in cahoots, maybe not. But ultimately, does it matter for this movie? No. What does matter for this movie is they're playing it on really heavy-handed that these people who are infected need to stay super hydrated because there's, like, a whole sequence of um, them stocking the teacher's lounge with very specifically Dannon water bottles and also very specifically Dannon water cooler bottles and they're just like going through water left and right. And everybody's just drinking Dan and water. So I wonder if Danon was a spokesperson. I mean, um, it, not spokesperson, was like a, a product placement. Product placement. So they must have given some money to this movie. They must have been a sponsor. And I think this was before. I'm pretty sure that's illegal now. Like I don't think they could do that anymore. Well, like, remember, bla- like blatant product placement. Yeah. Remember all the blatant product placement in Josie and the Pussycats? Oh, yeah, it was, like, subliminal. They made a joke about it. Yeah, like, that was totally a joke about about the product placement in movies in the 90s because it was like, it got, like, way too much. Oh, man, uh, I want to watch Josie and the Pussycats now. That's a fucking treasure. That is a good movie. It's surprising that Tara Reid is in that movie, and it's such a good movie. No offense to Tara Reid, but let's be honest. Um, What's um, her name to that other one that I really like? Rosario uh, Dawson. Mm-hmm, that's the one. Yep. Love her. You know my type. <laughs> Uh-huh. Not Rachel Lee uh, Cook. Not Rachel Lee Cook. No. Um, uh, also, Alan Cumming. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. He, he, like, he like graduated from that weird reporter dude in the Spice World exactly. to, being, to being this guy. Like, yep. he, he moved up the corporate uh, ladder. Just a little bit, you know. Just a little, little bit. And then that lady had uh, those weird teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good movie. Alan M. Uh-huh. Oh, Arthur just landed. Good. He's in Florida. Yay! Yay. Enjoy um, it. Enjoy, enjoy your vacation. If you're if you're listening to this, I hope you're enjoying your vacation, Arthur. I love you. Arthur, I hope you're enjoying your vacation. Um, I don't know if you're going to Disney, but eat a Dole Whip for me because I've never been. I don't think they are. I think they're I like... I mean, I've been to Disney, but I've never had a Dole Whip. Um, there's actually a few places in New Jersey that serve Dole Whip. Oh, Okay. Um, so just, just so you're aware. Cool. We can do that next time when yeah. we have our family portrait of our version of, um, American Gothic with our gay overall shorts. Correct. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so everybody's really thirsty. They're drinking a lot of water, a yeah. lot of Dan and water specifically. It's do they all even Dannon. make that anymore? Is that still a thing? I don't even think it is. Like, I don't think Dannon has bottled water anymore, but like they were like, they had all the sizes of the bottles. They had, like, the, the single serve. They had, like, the super-duper large size. They had the Dannon water for the water coolers. Like, it was everywhere. Everyone was yeah. drinking Dannon 
water because they were so fucking thirsty. You know what would have been really gross if instead of it being Dan and water, it was those yucky Danimals? Yeah, ex- yeah, that would have been horrible. Everybody's drinking Danimals. That would have been disgusting. That would have been so, so much dairy everywhere. So much diarrhea all over Ew, that, uh, all over that thing. The aliens, they they live off of they, they live yogurt? off of sugary yogurt. Mm. Probiotics. Pro they live off of probiotics, man. Yeah, that's got to be like a Jamie Lee Curtis plug somewhere. Ooh, Activia. Is that Dannon? Um, I do believe so. <laughs> yeah. There's our there's our Jamie Lee Curtis connection. There we go. Activia. Yeah. So so let's fast forward a little bit more here. Yeah. Um, Fast forwarding. So, so, so now the second day of school, all the teachers are turned. They're super thirsty, <laughs> and they, so they just start calling students in left and right to the principal's office and the nurse and all these things. And it's like, why we don't know, but because Delilah and Casey, aka Elijah Wood, they saw what happened to the nurse, they're like really super concerned that like they're going to be after them to get them. And they like kind of are, but not really because they're technically after all of the students. But so Delilah gets called to the office and she's like, nah, bro, I'm not going. And she gets there to school that day and she like pulls Elijah Wood aside and she has her hair up in a ponytail (coughs) and she has glasses on instead of contacts. And she pulls him into like the handicapped bathroom or something and um, Case uh, Elijah Wood is like, why do you look like that? And then there's some type of back and forth. But then Delilah says, quote, do you think I'm in drag for the aesthetics? And I'm like, bitch, you putting glasses on and putting your hair in a ponytail is not drag. Yeah. Yeah. Way to get hot for like two seconds. So, so like, why did you even use the word drag like that's just a very specific for me annoyance but yeah um she could have used a variety of other words like like why why do you think i'm incognito or like whatever why why do you think i'm like you know undercover you know whatever because bitch you ain't in drag they're like you're just not like you just you you dress down for the day and like oh you think no one's gonna know who you are because you have glasses on and your hair's up in a ponytail no, that's not the way the world works. People still know who the fuck you are. Delilah. Don't Delilah. Get me started. Don't get me started, Delilah. Okay. No, Delilah fuck? goes back to our episode with uh, Matt from a cold classic yeah. media. We were talking about Delilah and he had no fucking idea who we were talking about because he is five. Yeah, which makes me really sad because Delilah has given me many nights of calming, soothing voice on the radio. Yeah, um, which is not this episode. Yeah, but who who even knows what the radio is anymore? Because everything is just podcasts. Who cares? Uh, Onward. Onward. So, so like, all right, so they're getting pursued by the teachers. We're seeing all the other students getting turned into thirsty alien people who are also drinking Dan and water, whatever. So they all escape. They go back to Josh Hartnett's house. And this is where we see his, like, little, like, drug operation. Um, and Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson is like, Wait, <laughs> like, what the, fuck, what the fuck is this? And then um, Delilah's like, wait, so, like, this is basically just, like, souped up caffeine pills? You're an idiot. Um, and so they're all there. They're in, they're in this garage. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? Um, and uh, Josh is like, 
Okay, well, I stole a slug thing. We have it. Let's see what happens to my mouse when we introduce it to this thing. And this is, this is where I have to say we need justice for Oscar. Oscar is the mouse. He did not deserve to die in the manner which he died. No, it was unfair um, and unjust. Also, how did out of nowhere Josh Hartnett's character go from a delinquent genius um, to, well, a delinquent to a genius child who suddenly knows how to properly dissect a mouse? Um, I mean, he did probably repeat the 10th grade, so that's probably where that happened. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> but Oscar didn't deserve to get dissected for no good reason. But basically what we learned from this is that the slug thing basically completely dehydrated the inside of Oscar's body. So, like, now we have confirmed finally after seeing everyone and their mom drink Dan and water that all these bitches that are body snatched are fucking thirsty, which we already knew, let's be honest. So whatever. But so at some point, somebody asks Elijah Wood's character, when did you become Sigourney Weaver? And I was like, hi, I don't even remember what they were talking about, but like, can the tie-in to, um, you know, Alien be any more blatant? But so then... They get into this thing sequence where everyone's like, you got to do the drugs. Because if you do the drugs and you don't die, then you're not, you know, you don't have slugs in you. And so a big point for this really pushy Southern lady, you know, Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. Um, the, <laughs> Every the time whole... you say your name, I'm just like overcome with like, um, I feel like she should be a nun. It's just, it's very long and it's sister, winter. Sister Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. Yeah, like it's, it's, like, it's like very much that. But so It's very she, Catholic Midwest. Yes, yes. So, so she's, she's made it very clear multiple times that she is, quote, allergic to Advil. Um, acetaminophen? Um, or wait, allergic to aspirin. She's allergic to yeah. aspirin. But mind you, in retrospect, where is the aspirin in this scenario? Because... It's- there's no aspirin in a caffeine pill. It's a caffeine pill. Maybe he used the Advil to cut it. Well, so anyway, so she's like, I can't take it, y'all, because if I take it, I have allergic reaction to it. It's not going to be good. But so um, Elijah Wood takes it. He goes off his fucking rocker and is like stringed out of his mind. Yeah, he's geeking Josh out. Parton, it is stringed out of his mind. Uh, Mr. Former quarterback is stringed out of his mind. Of course, Stan, Leah, Duval- his name is Stan. Leah Duvall takes it. And then, like, instead of being stringed off of her mind, of course, she, like, sinks to a dark place because she's the alternative girl. Ugh, me. Me every time. Um, Sinking to that dark place. Uh-huh. But which so is that, my couch. Oh. Your couch is the dark place? Yeah, I can't get out of it. Oh, got you. Okay. So then so then it's just down to Delilah and Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. Um and we're left to believe that Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson takes it at the same time as Delilah. But Delilah's face starts crawling. So it's like, oh, my God, like the things are inside of Delilah. We didn't even know it the whole time. A.K.A. the thing slash the body snatchers like mass hysteria because we don't know who is who. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so then like the things take over her mind for a second and she's all like, we will control you and like. Just give over to us. Blah, 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 blah. So they're like, no, bitch. No, I don't think so. And then, like, um, 
the Elijah Wood has the gun and they're like, shoot her. And he's like, no, I can't. And then so like she runs away and then Josh Hartnett pursues her and doesn't shoot her because he's a bad shot. And then she jumps in the car with like the prince, not the principal, but like one of the other teachers or T-1000, like he was waiting there the whole time. Um, regardless, clearly the aliens plan was foiled etc etc so then they come up with the scheme that they have to kill the queen alien slug monster and then all of the other ones will go away so they know that josh hartnett's like cockamamie drug thing dehydrates them to the point of death so they're like let's take it to the school let's see what we can do um they think that the queen is the principal um but they are mistaken because obviously, as you mentioned before, when she gets fully dehydrated and turns into a pile of goop, nothing happens. So then there's a whole bunch of other shit that happens because there's a football game going on and it's like, um, I'm sorry. Um, why does this high school football team have a budget for pyrotechnics? Like, Every time they tackled somebody, like, a fucking firework or, like, pyrotechnic show went off. Like, what? That, I don't that, know. That could have been the Boosters Club. Like, all it the was, football moms. I don't know. It was just a in. lot. It was just a lot. And I was like, this is extra. I already don't want to be at a high school football game. Like, why is this happening? Nope. Because um, I am almost 30 and I don't need to do that anymore. This is very true. And unless I had a relative playing, it would be kind of creepy that I was there. Yep. Um, same. Same. Yep. So my brother is a, an adult. Yep, he is no longer there. And he never played football, so that's double weird. <laughs> that's also true. That would be very <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so that's that. And so now in the football game, the home team is, like, infecting the away team. And it's like, uh-oh, shit is about to happen. This thing is going to go widespread. And so all the children are split up. Um... Elijah and um, Josh Hartnett are like doing something. I don't remember. But so (coughs) former quarterback dude goes outside to the football field. And he was like, I think I'm going to go out there because the coach is the queen alien thing because he seems to be where the infection started from. And then he comes back and he's all like, um, let me in, let me in. And they're like, no, do the drugs first. And he won't do them. And it's because he's infected. And Cleo Duval's like, no, I just barely loved him. How could he be an alien now? My heart is broken forever. Wow, wow, wow. Because, of course, suddenly the former football uh, star who wants to become an academic and the alternative girl are suddenly now in love. Because I mean, why not? Because Ali Sheedy. Yeah, like, come on. And that is literally referential of The Breakfast Club. That is Ali Sheedy and Emilio Estevez in a knot. Like, bingo, bingo. Like, I'm not joking with this. That is I'm not joking, bitch. Yeah, The Breakfast Club with aliens. Like, whatever. So, so now it's like all hell has broken loose. They don't let him back in. So now he's like a zombie football player. And, like, the football players are, like, going around in, like, like bunches and like per, per uh per, not perusing but patrolling 
the the school. And so Josh Hartnett and Elijah Wood are like, we're like all out of my drugs, man. What are we going to do? So they're like, we're going to go to my car and like, we're going to try to see if I have any more. And so they get outside. Um, Elijah Wood is the um, uh, decoy for Josh to get to his car. When Josh gets to his car, weird Jean Grey, over-sexualized um, alien teacher lady is there. That's when the whole fight happens, a la Chucky in the car. And then he crashes into the bus and she flings out and her head gets torn off. And then her head is like crawling across the ground, a la the thing. Um, but luckily... there also was- reminded me of The Simpsons. Oh, I could see that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it was one of the Treehouse of Horror episodes with like yeah. Maggie. The alien. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kratos uh-huh. and Krotos, I think their names are. Yeah. Yeah. So like all the things. It's just so referential. I'm like, I'm full of references right now. Like they're just being thrown at my face, like left and right. Um, but so luckily there was more drugs in his car. So they have more pens full of powder. Woohoo. And they're like, all right, we got to find this bitch queen. And so while they're just about to come back inside, Clea Duval is sitting there in the gym with Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson. <clears throat> and then suddenly the conversation turns to like, but wouldn't it be great if you could be someone else? Like, I wish I could be someone else. And then suddenly her one arm becomes a giant tentacle and she like bitch slaps Clea Duval straight across the room. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, snap. Mary Louise Hutchinson has been the queen the whole time. She's an alien. And then, like, she completely reveals her form. And she's, like, a giant tentacled, like, four-armed... She's like a slug that's evolved. Slug with teeth. Slugula. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. But so now it's pursuing Clea Duvall. And then Josh and Elijah are, like, (sighs) just getting inside. And they're like... Holy fuck, what's happening? So then there's I wish I could pursue... What? I wish I could pursue Clea Duvall. (laughs) You do. (laughs) I do! That's just where my brain went. Sorry. (laughs) I wish I could pursue Clea Duvall. (laughs) Oh, you you one-track-minded lesbian, you. She is a gorgeous human, and I liked her in that pink suit last night. (laughs) She did. She looked good on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, she did. Good for her. Um, Choices. But anyway, I'm sorry. I was just... But so, so, yeah, so now they're being pursued by the alien, and, like, I think this whole alien is very CGI, but it's, like, pretty good CGI for 1998. So, somehow they end up in the pool area, and uh, Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson, alien queen lady, dives into the pool, and then Clea Duvall and Elijah Wood are, like, almost out of the room, and then tentacles come flying out of the pool, and they pull Clea Duval back, and she like literally like full face plants into the tile. Oh yeah, that was a really and, good, really good scene. I like the way it was yeah. done. It was kind of in slow mo, uh, and it was like fully like full on like ouch. I could feel that kind of painful. Um, and like she gets pulled into the pool, and then like nothing really happens. Like she's in the pool with the alien slug thing, but like the alien slug thing doesn't do anything to her, and I like don't understand why that happened but regardless elijah wood has enough time to find a cleaning net for the pool extend the rod out to clea duval pull her out of the pool they get out of the pool area and into the locker room 
And now this is basically the rest of the movie here. So Josh gets into the locker room, the alien species-esque um, naked lady, Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson is there. And she's like, what, you don't like my body? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like um, I don't know if I should like your body or not. This is weird and uncomfortable for me. Um, do I have an uncomfortable boner? I'm not really sure, but I might. Um, so then like, she's all like, well, let me tell you my whole life story right now because I'm the villain. I come from a planet where everything is perfect and it's perfect as can be, except we really need a lot of water. And the water started, uh, the, the water supply started, uh, depleting and it was really bad. So I was like, I'm going to flee my world. And I found myself here and I was like, wow. Look what I have found. It is a planet full of beings and they need to be guided to be perfect like me. And there's a lot of water here. Apparently it's all made by Danon. And um, <laughs> so lakes, lakes, reservoirs, seas, oceans, currents, brooks, babbling or not, creeks all brought to you by Danon. Yeah. So like whole whole like monologue thing. And then, like, there's this weird thing where she's, like, species, alien, naked lady walking around the locker room. But then there's, like, these CGI shadows of tentacles all around her body. But, like, I don't know where they came from because she's fully morphed into her human form. Yeah, I I didn't get it, but it was well done for what it was. I didn't get it either. But so regardless, she does get Clea Duval after all. So Clea Duval does have alien slugs in her. And so um, Elijah Wood locks her like in the little cage area where they keep all of like the sports supplies. And then Josh gets knocked out. So now it's just like little skinny Elijah Wood runner boy and this giant slug alien thing. I mean, he, he is Sigourney Weaver according to Jordana Brewster. I mean, technically, at the end of all this, he did end up being the Sigourney Weaver character. So she's yeah. not wrong. He, um, he is our Eleanor. Yeah. And very much like Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor. Mm. What did I just say? Maybe that's her long name, Eleanor Ripley. So anyway, very <laughs> much like <laughs> Eleanor Ripley, <laughs> she uses um, mechanical technology to her to his advantage because he's like, oh... I'm going to get this thing caught in the receding bleachers. So he pushes the button for them to start going back. And then he starts running through. Because the whole movie, T-1000's like, your boy's a runner. He could run real good. So he's running. And then he's falling. And then he's running. And he's falling. And he's running. And he's falling. And then he's, he not, he's not good at running. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, he was not good at running in this instance. But so the alien inevitably gets caught in the bleachers. And, like, instead of, like, it being squished by the bleachers, it just, like, is stuck. Um, But Elijah Wood has, like, three pens full of powder with him. And, I don't know, maybe because they stabbed the science teacher in the eye, like, he stabs the alien in the eye. But regardless, the alien gets all dehydrated and it turns to dust. And um, his line of victory, which I thought was... my favorite. It's my favorite. This is guaranteed to jack you up. Yeah, because that's what Zeke says when he's like all gruff and gravelly yeah. with his man voice. But and he's like offering those kids, yeah. one of them being uh, 
the dude from that 70s show. Yes, yes, it is. But it just it didn't sound the same coming out of Elijah Wood. You no, know? it made me um, uncomfortable, but in a good way. I was like, oh, good for you. You're trying. <laughs> yeah, he was trying. He Mama tried. Mama tried with Elijah Wood. So, so like, and then here's, here's my big problem with this movie. So, okay. Queen Alien dissolves into powder. All of the other slugs come out of all the humans. And, like, even... The alien, like, spit some slugs at Elijah Wood and they started burrowing into his face. Yeah. But then, then when the alien queen died, they all dissolved into dust as well. And then so he goes back to Clea Duval and collects her. And, and he's like, are you yourself? And she's like, I think I am. Ha 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 And then, like, so, like, that's the end. And then there's, like, a thing that comes up on the screen one month later and then it's like we're in like perfect like middle of East Bumblefuck America town, like 1950s like perfection where um, everything is perfect. Everyone who was infested with the slugs because the slugs dissolved into powder are like totally not damaged at all, have no long term PTSD or anything because that's totally possible. Um, but like Elijah Wood has essentially become like a national hero for stopping this alien invasion. Yeah, and, like he's in the papers and he's like he is a photographer. He's so like, he's, yeah. he's like full circle, like he's like, like I I am the star now. Like this and, is all then, I ever wanted. Yeah. Like, from the other side. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to be the Pulitzer winning um, like, you know, right. photographer or whatever the fuck, you know? Uh but so because everything is perfect, he's dating Delilah Jordana Brewster now because, of course, <coughs> she went from from dating the jockey type to realizing that the contents of a person's brain is more important. So she dates the nerdy kid now and he wins in the end. But then uh, jock bro turned academic Stan and Clea Duval are now totally in love and apparently being in love has made Clea Duval's character stop dressing in black and being quote unquote emo yeah and, and because of that she's now wearing the exact opposite which is like a bright pink camisole sweater and if i'm not mistaken like a purple skirt and Ugh. i'm just like no this is not <laughs> It's not how things work. I hate the ending. It's all too sugary, sweet, perfect. This needs to not have happened. Um, Um, Do you think this encompasses the uh, Kurt Vonnegut quote of, um, you know, everything was perfect and nothing hurt? Everything was beautiful and nothing hurt. Maybe. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, he's just kind of like, it's all wrapped up in a neat little bow. Everybody got what they wanted. But, like... this is like like, this is like so tangential in the sense slash referential but it's like this is uh you know um like you said breakfast club with aliens right yeah made of a sandwich with also mean girls because Cleo Duvall is very much the Janicean uh huh Jordana Brewster, Regina fucking George, making making gay comments, homophobic comments. Like, why you gotta be so fucking mean? 
Like, yeah. this movie is Mean Girls meets a Breakfast Club crossed with aliens. It's, like, it's very much. And, like, it's... Very al- high school. It's almost like they forgot halfway through that they were making a horror movie. Yeah. So they were like, oh, the ending has to be, like, super duper happy or people won't be happy. And it's like, no, you were making a horror movie and you pissed me the fuck off because this is not what I wanted. I didn't want this ending. This is not what I asked for. So. It's also not realistic. Not at all. Like, no. I mean, sure, trauma has a way of bringing people together, but we'll, that's, but that's very loose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a very loose interpretation of what is happening here as far as, like, the development of um, relationships. Yeah. I, I don't think it holds any water because half of them were aliens. No. It was, yeah, it was, no. Like, I just, I want to roll up a toilet. I want to roll up <laughs> a, a newspaper <laughs> and boop, boop, the, boop this movie on the nose. Boop Robert Rodriguez <laughs> right on the nose. Like, no. 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 So... So that is <laughs> that is the faculty oh. in a nutshell and that a half. They got me right in the giggle dick. Um, got, you punched me in the giggle dick. Quit that newspaper that you were booping Robert Rodriguez on the nose with. Oh God, it hurt. It did. It hurt me. So, so yeah. So th- we have officially read this movie. Um, shall we rate this film? Sure, what a weird time. Let's just put a yeah. put a cap on it. What a weird time. Yeah. Um I would <coughs> give the faculty and I keep wanting to say the faculty the way RuPaul says the word faculty and and it's wrong the way he says it, but I don't even know that I can say it the way he says it. It's like like you say faculty and yeah. he says like he says like faculty or something like that. <laughs> It, it feels bad. It gave me full body chills because he's butchering the English language, but not in the way that like some people have difficulty pronouncing words because English is not their first language. Uh huh. But no, in the way didn't... that he is just making up words that he wants to make up to yeah. sound different. You know he what I mean? Said, or like he just he he just never he never got a full grasp on the English language and like tongue twister words are really hard for him. And like, like even like my even... immigrant father. Yeah, like even even Michelle Visage <laughs> yeah. is hard for him to say sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like um, he probably has like a nickname for her, so he doesn't have to call her Michelle Visage. He probably just calls her Michelle, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Missy, Missy yeah. Elliot. Missy Elliot, but um, bring her back. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop procrastinating here. I'm gonna give the faculty three out of five pumpkins. No, that's fair. That's what I'm gonna give it to because okay. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm just saying it's not good. But I enjoy it, so that's why it's not. So, it's not a five because it's not great, but it's a three because I enjoy it. So we so we gave the faculty a solid sixty percent, which I think is pretty on par. Uh, hold on, let me double check. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It might have oh. like the Metacritic might have been like fifty five something so, like that. So the Metacritic is sixty one percent. Yeah, so we're more on the Metacritic score. IMDb is six point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. And Rotten Tomatoes is 53%. So, so we side with uh, Metacritic. Metacritic. I mean, so for the first time ever, we actually ended up scoring a movie and matching it up with one of the major film critic services. That's that's new for us. Hooray! 
good for us. Hooray! Hooray! The gay boner sound. Hooray! Hooray! Yeah. Um. Hell yeah. I think I just really like this movie because, like, it's oddly comforting to me. You know what I mean? Like, this is a movie I could put on and I wouldn't need to think too pay- hard. Think too hard. Give it a hundred percent of my attention. Yeah, I guess. Um, I I could very easily just really enjoy the one-liners. I can enjoy the terrible CGI. It's built in layers of things that I can enjoy about it without oh. me needing to enjoy it on a whole. You know what I mean? No, I get it. I get it. I do. Um, all right. So, um, Nicholas, use your words. Nicholas, <coughs> use them words. Um, in, in closing, <laughs> in summation, in summation, the faculty happened. Um, it was fine, and we enjoyed it. And I will say, I had a really good time reading it to Phil. So what a weird Christmas release! Merry Christmas! Here's some fucking aliens. Yeah, there were and and like most Christmas movies, like actually that's not completely true. I was gonna say most Christmas movies like have a reference to Christmas. That's BS. I don't know. Was there like a little more wholesome or the, like usually an action film? Some big release. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like I guess. This, I would thought... not anticipate being like a Christmas release. Yeah. But I, I guess they, they must have thought like we put all the people in this movie. Like people are going to love it. You know? You think um, it was also kind of like referential of like Children of the Corn? Yeah. Yeah. With all, all of That's the, true. you know, like the assemblance of the yeah. jock holes. And like the mob mentality, yeah, and all the things. Also set in agree. Ohio, I think. I right? No, Western Pennsylvania. It happens in Ohio. I don't know about um, children of the corn. Of the corn. Yeah, um, I think that's Pennsylvania per Arthur. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. Pennsylvania is really fucking scary. Yeah, it's really fucking scary. I don't like going there. Speaking uh, of really fucking scary, I don't know if I told you this. But um, we're taking a... This is quick and tangential, I promise. Um, we're taking a gay vacation in August um, to Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Kentucky. And I'm kind of scared because I'm going to be gay in Kentucky. But also, I'm going to be gay with ghosts in Kentucky. So... That sounds I'm, like a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm excited. But also, gay with ghosts in Kentucky is... That might be where I stop. This oh, might no. be where this might be where I stop um, doing irrational things like chasing the paranormal. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe not. Maybe this is maybe I this is where we'll I see. should stop. But also, yeah. hey, Cleveland Paranormal, um, maybe I'll come over and borrow some of your ghost hunting equipment. Ooh. Yeah. So shout out to them for being nice to us and, yeah. help, and helping us um, with our sticker. Um, Yes. You know, Dever. Because we don't yes. know shit about stickers other than we're, we like them. <laughs> we finally are. Uh, hey, Cleveland Paranormal, we're finally ordering stickers. So you should have gotten a um, notification that I used your code. So thanks. And hey, Ashley will be coming in soon with some stickers for you to have in the shop. Um, for yourself and for your and friends. For Yeah. So so there's that. And that, that lines everything up nice and neatly. So mm. stickers are coming soon. We've announced... Mr. Death Sprinkles um, <coughs> will be sliding into people's DMs who are the honorable mentions and or the winner. Hashtag at Trash Talk Podcast. 
do you do do you guys want to slide into our DMs and tell us what kind of merch you want us to start looking into purchasing slash yeah. letting you guys purchase? Because like we've talked about it, but at the same time we're like, we're still dipping our toesies. We're but still also, pretty new, but we have big plans, but we also want to have cool stuff, and we want to have cool stuff for you guys to buy, not because we want to make money off of it, but it's cool because we want to share it with you. <laughs> yeah, like, the sky's the limit. Like, do you want clear stickers to put on your laptop or phone Ooh, case? Yeah, I want a clear um, sticker to put on my car. I want to shamelessly yeah. self-promote. The Jag, yeah. the Jagmobile needs a cool, cool sticker. That's to true. To the other cool stickers. Um... Yeah, Agatha Christie, she needs to be dolled up a little bit. Absolutely. Like, all the cars need all of the bling. Um, do you want baseball caps? I selfishly, I selfishly want a baseball cap. I selfishly want a baseball cap. I selfishly want a beanie, even uh, though it's going to cool. be summer soon. Beanie. But I feel like Mr. Death Sprinkles would look hot as hell on a beanie. Yeah, and, like, tank, top, tank tops. Um, I can't wear bag. tank tops, but sure. Um, uh, oh, t-shirts. A fucking like, patch for your gay overalls? Oh my god. I would sew, I would hand sew a Mr. Death Sprinkles patch onto the back pocket of my oh. of my gay overall shorts. Would, so that way everybody can look at my ass yeah. and me shamelessly self-promoting myself with my own human bumper sticker. I don't know. I don't know. I might shamelessly put it right up in the front, like right on my chest, like, Ooh, oh. Like a square? Ask, uh, <laughs> ask me about my death ice cream cone. Oh yeah! Ask me where it came from. Ask me what it does. His name is Mr. Death Sprinkles, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Anyway, so um, long. (laughs) Tell us what you want. What you really, really want. Yeah, and if you could, um, if you could word it like Spice Girls lyrics, that's like super duper extra credit. I want to really, really, really want to zig a zibag. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to take that somewhere, Mr. Death Sprinkles, but we'll get there. But like honestly. At this point, me being the Photoshop guru, we have files ready to go. We could slap this thing on anything you want. If you want to be my mascot, you got to get with my podcast. Got to get with my podcast. It's better if you don't sing it. Like, it, it sounds better if you don't. In general, wording-wise, okay. it sounds better if you don't sing it. I see. I see. Okay, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it wasn't point. meant to be sung. It was more of a spoken word tribute. Okay, well, whatever. I see yeah. the way it goes. Um... As usual, follow us on the grams at, at copulators die first. Um, you can email us at, at copulators die first podcast at gmail.com. Um, slide into our DMs, email us, subscribe on the iTunes, um, comment, rate us five stars, help us be seen by more eyeballs and heard by more ears. Um, and that is my plea to you this week. Um, I don't I, know. I'm going to stop th- talking now. I No, I think you're okay. Um, so I think that's all the minutes for um, oh, oh, the Gay Fan the Club. It's, it's not, not all the minutes? I forgot. So um, the 29th, if you haven't seen on our Instagram, we are participating in a brainchild of Jake from Slasher's Pods. Um, the Avengers pod games where a whole bunch of amateur horror podcasts are coming together to um, basically rate and review the Toxic Avengers series of movies. Um, 
Ashley and I jumped on board kind of late, so we're not really reviewing a movie. We're reviewing the Toxic Crusaders cartoon series. I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck that is, but I guess we'll learn together. I mean, yeah. like, I know what the original Toxic Avengers is. Right. I know I know about the Toxic Avenger. I've seen it. It's weird. It's hokey. It's fun. It's quirky. It's campy. It's all the um, things. It's all the things. It's your gay uncle at Christmas time. But <laughs> Ooh, yes. um, so we will be doing that in the next um, not this not- episode, episode next week. That one. Yeah. One after oh. the Avengers comes out and our metadata tanks because everybody's at the Avengers. Right. Which is fine. I respect yeah. your decisions. And I guess this is Jake's way of trying to ride the wave of Avengers metadata because, like, Avengers, Toxic Avengers, like, it's a whole thing. He's it's smart. A, it's it's a spiel. Him. He's smart. Yeah. He's, he's like, our smart big brother that, like, lets us cheat off of his paper that yeah. he already wrote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he graduated ahead of us, but he's like, here, I saved all my work so you don't have to do it. Right. And then, like, also look out for the episode of Slashers that will be on where we're talking about Moon Trap, which, honey... Moon suck. It is a trap. <laughs> it is a whole trap, and I am angered. It, I am gay and inconvenienced. Yeah, it took an hour of my life away. Yeah, and we watched it on fucking YouTube. So if that because, doesn't tell you how much you we enjoy to. Jake, because we had to. But if that doesn't tell you how much we enjoy Jake, and we will do whatever he asks of us within limitation asterisks, um, <laughs> I think right. this is our limitation of watching Moon Trap. So yeah. he's a nice fella. Give Flashers a follow. Um, 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 and congratulations to the winners and happy birthday, Mr. Death Sprinkles, because today is your birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Death Sprinkles. We um, love you, baby. Oh, you sweet baby boo. I love you so much. Yeah. All right. Um, so with that, I had a, I had a funny sign off, but I don't remember what it was because, you know, oh. we've been at this shit for two hours and. Oh my goodness. It's been a yeah, while, huh? It's been a ride. Um, okay. so with that. Keep on creeping on pumpkins, and we'll see you next week. Hell yeah. Bye.